Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Back to Basics series. In these short episodes, we'll be covering things like the language of commercial property, simple strategies, and a general context of investing in commercial real estate. Our regular Thursday episodes will continue to provide deeper topic discussions and guest interviews with commercial investors and commercial industry experts. Our hope is to both inspire and provide the tools to help you build a solid cash flowing commercial property portfolio. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Back in the Basics series. Last week we discussed seven steps to buying a property. Now we have that deal over the line. What happens next? That so depends on what you've bought, the condition it's in, whether it has any tenants in place, what you want to do with it, and what contract type you're going to use for any new target building occupants. Essentially, there are a number of steps to work through, but it does depend on what you've bought. First things first, you may have bought a property that is investment grade and has a sitting tenant who's on a long-term lease. And there may be very little you can do or indeed may want to do. In that scenario, some of these steps will be unimportant right now. But should you ever get the property returned to you vacant, because something's happened to the tenant's business, for example, then all of these factors will come into play. It might be worth listing up and being prepared with a plan B just in case. So first thing, let's get the property under management. As a new property owner, it's really important for us to manage the property well to maximise our return on the investment. And depending on our investment strategy, you may want to consider hiring a property agent, a commercial agent or a management company to take care of things such as routine maintenance, repairs and the tenant, tenant management. Or you might want to do it yourself, which is something that we do for all our multi-let properties. Second thing is, We've bought this property, there's some vacancy in it, if there is. We need to plan and carry out any redevelopment work, which we think is required to match a perceived market demand or a gap in the market that we've maybe established. We've maybe brought in some professionals like an architect and design. We've worked through building control and planning and we've redesigned the space to optimise what we think the market demand is going to be. And then, of course, we have to go through the redevelopment work. And I'm not going to go into all that. It's a big, long podcast on its own, of course, bringing in contracts and all sort of thing. But we've got to go through that as a stage. And, of course, we need to find tenants. It's the next thing. So to generate income that we want from our commercial property, we're going to have to find tenants to occupy the space. Pretty fundamental, right? Some new investors seem to leave this until the last minute. Don't (laughs) get started early. In fact, I do some of this before even buying the property. It's trying to find potential tenants or customers. Tenants, by the way, that tends to be a terminology used if you have a lease in place. Often if you have licenses, people consider them more as customers or clients. Anyway, we 
might find those customers by advertising online, local newspapers, social media, signage, all sorts of things. But basically, we have about 14 different lead sources for our spaces. And I have to say, there isn't a single thing that is the silver bullet. And it does depend on where you are, location, the low-hanging fruit that might be in your area. It's something we can go into in more depth. But basically, you can work with... Um, your own lead sources, or you can work with a commercial real estate broker to help you find tenants. And this is particularly good if you're new and the property is a single let space on a lease. Agents can work with that. Whereas a multi-let property with license agreements isn't always their bag. Now, by the way, there is a podcast about leases and licenses. And if you go on the CPI website and look for the podcast page, there's a search function on there now, a search function. Just type in leases, licenses, or indeed any other topic that you want to look at, and all the podcasts relating to that topic will pop up. It's a great new feature we've got on the website. So yeah, I'm going to touch on some things like leases and licenses. If you want to find it more detail, just jump on the website. You'll find another podcast about that. So finding tenants, yeah, really important. And of course, we have to set rent. We have to find out the best way to work out what kind of rent to charge and that's really by researching comparable properties in your area and if you can experimenting because if you found a gap and there's quite a lot of demand and not too much supply actually trying to identify exactly where the price point is quite difficult because price is based it's a derivative If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. of supply and demand isn't it so if you can especially if you're licensing experimenting with price is really useful and if you need help consider hiring a commercial real estate agent again to provide a professional opinion on those market rates they're in the swim on a day-to-day basis so they should understand the main market pricing maybe not what's happening on the periphery but definitely on a day-to-day vanilla products they should really understand what the pricing level is and if you're getting started that's maybe the best place to go the next thing in this process is keeping good records so this is things like accounts market data sales leads it's just really important to keep accurate records obviously of your income and your expenditure relating to the property because this is a business now you've not just invested in a property you've got a business running here you need um, accounting software i would suggest you use accounting software and of course, hiring a professional accountant. It might be to use a bookkeeper to do all the paperwork and then an accountant to do the end of the year stuff. But either way, you need to keep track of rent payments, repairs and other expenses because this can make a big impact on your tax position at the end of the year. So keeping market data, 
and sales leads and accounts will help you build up a picture of the market over the longer term, what you've been charging people, what you could maybe try and what you've experimented with. I found that really invaluable. Market data, sales leads, and your kind of a past accounting. Next thing is, we have to think about planning for the future. Okay, we've um, we've gone out there, we've found a tenant, we've set some rent, we've got some accounts, some money coming in, but have to keep an eye on the future. Consider any long-term plans for the property. Are you going to hold on to it for the long term and continue generating rental income, or are you eventually going to sell it? That comes back to the thing we spoke about in the last podcast right at the start. What is your investment criteria here? What is you're trying to get out of this? And what about changing legislation around things like energy performance or changing dynamics in the neighbourhood? Could there be planning game further down the track? Keep looking for upsides. Just because it's let for one purpose now doesn't mean it has to stay that way forever. And make sure you refer back to your investment plan to help guide your decision-making process as you go through this so you're not just jumping from one idea to the next. But I think something to that people don't really concentrate on, particularly when they've got single-let properties, is they maybe don't keep their eye on emerging threats, such as new competitors or demographic changes in the neighbourhood, in the area they're investing in, particularly if it's a long-term lease, because you just never know when you might get it back. And then suddenly you've got to act on it. So I think planning for the future, always thinking about what you could potentially do should things change. Another really important thing, um, inflation's going wild, obviously, at the moment, but it's really important to review and update your contracts. And in that is price, the price that you charge. But there there are other things there too. And as a commercial landlord, it's super important to have clear lease agreements so that, you know, in place that protect both you and your tenants, lease agreements or licenses. And we need to regularly review and update those agreements to ensure they reflect anything that's changed in law or regulations. And of course, that they remain fair to both parties. But also we need to make sure we don't miss any scheduled dates, particularly in lease contracts. Things that are stated there in the agreement. And if the date passes, you may have missed an opportunity to make an adjustment. And you really need to take opportunities to adjust rental rates whenever possible, however small they may be. And as I say, inflation is high at the moment when I'm recording this podcast. So it's even more important. But interestingly, when inflation wasn't around for a while, a lot of landlords weren't reviewing, and I think you need to, you just need to review so there are no sharp shocks later on down the track. Last thing here is consider refinancing or even, dare I say it, selling the property. You don't have to hold on to it forever. You could sell when the market is hot. That's about judging the cycle. There'll always be a point where the market is hot. Alternatively, if you've owned the property for some time, it may be worth considering just refinancing to lower your interest rate, reducing your monthly outgoings, of course, improving your cash flow, or to release capital for new investments, which of course brings us full circle. Let's go back to the start and search for another commercial property investment. That's how it works. I hope this has helped lay the groundwork for you. Over the last couple of Back to the Basics episodes, we've gone from a, a standing start to finding, buying, and letting our first commercial investment. In simple terms, any rate. There's lots of other layers to this, but the principle of this podcast series is to give you the lay of the land so that you can picture what's involved in the overall process and from that work out where everything else sits. If you found this of value, please write us a positive review on iTunes or Spotify so that it improves the visibility of the podcast, which in turn allows us to invest and improve the quality of the podcast 
that you listen to every week. A win-win. So thanks for listening. And remember, if you're going to do anything, anything to kickstart your commercial property journey, for goodness sake, get out there and get in the swim. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, Pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.